Hey guys, I'm Megan Pistetto. Welcome to another episode of So Dramatic, or should I say, another episode of Brett. Brett, 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 Brett. I still cannot get that best selling Brett song out of my head. I have been singing it all week. It is very catchy. Well done, Booker. I have a massive episode for you guys today. Actual bombs are going to be dropped. The tea today is hotter than Kim Kardashian on a beach in Barbados. It is a blood, sweat and tears kind of episode. And that is mainly because I had a big bender last weekend. And look, me and unlimited champagne do not mix well in a good way. And my body just cannot recover like it used to. So this week has been more torture for me than a dinner party with Bryce. Thank God for Lexapro. Coming up today on this non-artificial news site, the true identity of Bryce's secret girlfriend, Courtney, is finally revealed. I have hard evidence to back up mine and Beck's claims and proof that this secret girlfriend does exist and she is a very real person. Explosive allegations about hot intruder Chris Jensen as the shocking truth about his relationship with Jamie Gardner is revealed. These claims are going to blow the lid off our initial perception of him. We have had the wool pulled over our eyes by the crack smoking producers. Plus, the criminal charges Chris is currently facing and there is another married at first sight first coming to our screens this week something that the show has never seen before plus shocking claims that bryce assaulted another bride as police are almost called to the scene that story is truly disturbing bryce is also involved in a physical altercation with another groom as the whole cast turn on him this week finally plus claims that one of the brides was slut shamed plus the huge bombshell bryce drops at the commitment ceremony this sunday that leaves his hostage wife Melissa and the rest of the cast and experts and us speechless. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So juicy. Let's start this show off with a bang. I am way too excited about spilling this tea. I cannot wait any longer. It has been burning a literal hole in my pocket for far too long already. So as previously revealed on So Dramatic a number of weeks ago, before it was even revealed on the show, actually before the show even started, I told you guys that Bryce had a secret girlfriend during filming named Courtney. Now I'm not going to rehash the details, go back and listen to episode 52 if you haven't already. Now this week on Married at First Sight, Bryce was confronted by Beck about this so-called secret girlfriend he was hiding on the outside. True to form, he completely denied it. Fake news, according to Gonzo. But then he changed his storyline completely and said that he'd met a girl on Tinder and slept with her a few times before filming, and who cares? Now, I'm going to play you what Bryce said at the dinner party on Wednesday when he completely denied any claims of a secret girlfriend. Uh, you're a blatant liar. So I'm just listening to your bullshit. You're sitting here blatantly lying yourself. I'm How not can lying. You sit here well, and lie? How am I lying? Bryce's version of the conversation. Like, oh, we had a chat at the gym. I said that. Yeah. I said the comments, but I never mentioned a gift. This is the thing. But you mentioned a girl. Mate, sorry I met a girl on Tinder two months before coming here and slept with her a couple of times. Yeah. 
So that is what he said at the dinner party. Now, as much as Bryce wants to deny that this secret girlfriend exists, there are a few holes in his story. Now, I don't know if there is yet another girl that Bryce was with before filming, this girl from Tinder. So he either cheated on the secret girlfriend with this new Tinder girl, or is he just downplaying this secret girlfriend as a Tinder fuck? Now, either way, this story doesn't add up because at the start of the season, Bryce said that he does not use dating apps. Now, let me play you a little bit of audio that was played on A Current Affair before the season of MAFs even started that completely contradicts what Bryce has just said. 31-year-old radio announcer Bryce says he doesn't like to use apps like Tinder to meet women. He prefers it the old-fashioned way. MAFs. If you can't go and meet someone out uh, in everyday life, then you probably deserve to be single. So, Bryce said he had a Tinder fuck, but then he also said that he doesn't even use Tinder. So, which one is it, Bryce? Now, if that wasn't enough lies and contradictions for one lifetime, I have even more. Now, actually, I am going to rehash what I said about Bryce's secret girlfriend in episode 52. Let me play you some audio of the story I broke at the time about Courtney, the secret girlfriend. The source continued... All of Bryce's friends knew about Courtney, even the ones who were at his TV wedding. Bryce and Courtney had been to a wedding together just three weeks before filming. They posted photos of each other at the event, which Bryce removed from his Instagram when he began filming. Their relationship was not a secret. Guys, what do I always say? Picks or it didn't happen? Do you really think that I would come on this podcast preaching every single week about having photos to back up your claims and then drop a bombshell like Bryce having a secret girlfriend on the outside without any photographic evidence? Hell to the no. You guys should know by now that I always have receipts. Now, not only do I have the receipts, but I have the photographic evidence. I have gotten my hands on the since deleted photos of Bryce and his secret girlfriend, Courtney, at this wedding together three weeks before Married at First Sight began filming. Now, sure, you may say, you know, it could just be a friend. It could just be someone he was posing with at the wedding. But no, he's clearly dating this girl. He's got his arm around her waist. They've taken a photo in a group together where he's got his arm wrapped around not only her waist, her stomach. There is no man on this planet that I would let touch my stomach in this way unless it was my partner, husband, significant other. Then they've also taken a photo on their own. So just a couple shot of them two together. They're dressed in matching outfits. The caption is can now tick a surprise wedding off the list and he's put an engagement ring next to it. Now, the most shocking part about this secret girlfriend saga is that she has brown hair and brown eyes. Shocking, I know. Honestly, though, the most shocking part of this entire saga is finding out that women actually want to sleep with Bryce full stop. Now, just to prove the haters wrong, I'm going to post these photos on Instagram at So Dramatic Podcast. Go and check them out. I just cannot believe the audacity of Bryce trying to say that this girlfriend doesn't exist when he actually posted photos of her himself to his Instagram account. Does he not know about screenshots? Like, God, imagine being a liar, cheater, gaslighter, looking like Gonzo, and literally having no sense of humor or intellect. This show needs to be renamed Cheating at First Sight or 
Married at First Gaslight. Oh my God. Oh my God. Let's get into our spotted for this week. You guys have all been such busy little FBI agents working literally around the clock and going to extreme measures to take these photos and send them in to me. Thank you so much. Let's start with some happy news from our favorite couple, Kerry and Johnny. The only seemingly normal and healthy relationship on this show, for now anyway. It's kind of weird seeing these two act in such a normal manner on the show. This show is such a dumpster fire that it is more shocking to see healthy communication and healthy relationships on it than it is to see gaslighting and misogynistic behavior. I'm really hoping that these two are the real deal and it looks like it could be the case because Kerry was spotted last weekend at Riverland in Brisbane still wearing her wedding ring. I've shared these images on Instagram at So Dramatic Podcast. Go and take a look for yourselves. And not only that, after sharing the images, I actually had a friend of Johnny's get in touch with me and confirm the happy news saying, I can confirm that Kerry and Johnny are still very much together. They also added, Johnny is actually an actor though. He was asked by a producer to go on the show and he did an audition, but funnily enough, him and Kerry actually ended up working out. Oh, finally some good news on this godforsaken show. The source also added that Johnny and his ex-wife split because she came out as a lesbian. Oh my God, oh my God. Now onto some devastating news for the women of Australia. Hot intruder Chris Jensen is already off the market. He was spotted picking up a blonde woman from the Gold Coast airport on the weekend. The drama army member who spotted him and sent in the cute pics of them holding hands, which I've already shared on Instagram. And she also said that she overheard him tell her that he loved her. They said she got off my flight from Melbourne and he greeted her at the airport. And when they were walking in front of me, he asked her if she loved him. And she said yes and nodded. Now, this was so funny because she also wrote my six year old daughter was literally loudly announcing that I was taking photos of strangers. And I was like, Honestly, shut the fuck up. This is important. And it is. It is very important work. You are doing God's work. Thank you so much. Now, not only that, but this listener also did even more investigative work. They went above and beyond and they identified the girlfriend as Byron Bay-based yoga teacher Paige Christie. So an A plus for you this semester, Jade. Thank you so much. But wait, the plot thickens even more with this one. According to another contestant... Chris was living with this girlfriend before filming. And upon further investigation on Instagram, it appears that Chris has been involved with Paige for at least five months. So unless in the space of a few weeks, he had a girlfriend, went on Married at First Sight and got a new girlfriend, it is highly likely that he was dating Paige before filming. I would put all my chips on red that he was. Honestly... Does anyone on this show not have a secret partner they're hiding on the outside? Asking for a friend. Oh my God, oh my God. Last week, the show's most sexually advanced species, Jason and Alana, were spotted cozying up together on a date. I have shared those images on Instagram as well. And this week, they were also seen out together again, this time posing for photos at the White Rhino in Surfer's Paradise. So... The show's most sexually advanced species was posing next to an endangered species of white rhino. Cute. Oh my God. Oh my God. This week, Bryce and Ivan from last season of Married at First Sight were spotted in the same high school yearbook. But not only that, their photos were directly placed next to each other. Talk about six degrees of separation, six centimeters of separation, I should say. I had a few drama army members send me in school photos of Bryce and Ivan, which I've shared on Instagram. And one listener spilt even more tea on the Married at First Sight students in news that will shock absolutely no one. They said, 
My sister-in-law was in their year. She's confirmed that they were total douchebags even back then. What's that saying? Once a douchebag, always a douchebag? Oh my God, oh my God. There was quite a few spotteds this week. The next one, let's just say was a real treat when it landed in my inbox. So I was rather happy to hear it. Spotted Amanda Mikola from Married at First Sight at Peppers on the Gold Coast. She waited on me at the restaurant I went to. Hashtag awkward. It was at the Greek Tavern in Broad Beach. She must be working there now. So it looks like Amanda's MLM pyramid scheme mustn't be as lucrative as she's led us all to believe. Another little tidbit relating to Amanda. Someone else who was at a club with Vanessa from last season wrote in saying, Hey, I was at an event and Vanessa from Married at First Sight was sitting at our table. She was telling people how Amanda called the paps to get pictures of her and her new girlfriend for free. Vanessa was saying how she would never do pap stuff for free and only does it for money because she can't be fucked organizing it and going outside to get pap just for $700. I mean... I think that's a lot of money. That's like half a new Prada bag. I absolutely hate leaving my house. And even I would probably walk outside for that amount of money. Who do these people think they are? Vanessa was also apparently boasting about how the paparazzi offered to fly over to Perth and pay her $700 to take photos of her and her new boyfriend. I can't imagine that being true. Paparazzi are very lazy. They don't even travel to like Maroubra Beach from the city. So I don't know about that. That doesn't really check out in my eyes. They then put a laughing face emoji, which I'm also going to put there from myself too. Oh my God. Oh my God. As previously revealed by So Dramatic, Belinda, sweet, innocent, never been kissed before Belinda, did have a boyfriend prior to Married at First Sight, 73-year-old Martin De Bono. Belinda and Patrick just continue to deny these claims, despite the images, despite the huge amounts of evidence stacking up against them, despite everything. Now, I followed this story up with more evidence last week, and I've now had another person come forward to confirm that Belinda was indeed dating Martin. And look... I'm just going to keep presenting the evidence of Belinda and Martin for as long as I have to. For as long as I'm called a liar, basically. This person said, Oh my God, big fan of your page. Haha. <laughs> I worked at Cloud for years. We all know Belinda and all of the staff have been having a little bit of a laugh about it. Belinda and Martin were inseparable. He was a dirty old man, but they were a couple. Everyone knew her because she was a regular there with him every weekend. It could be a touchy subject though because he was fired for sexual assault charges and he was known for taking advantage of young girls. Whoa. See guys, this is not a fake news site. Oh my God, oh my God. As revealed on episode 56 of So Dramatic, Brett made a number of sexist and homophobic comments to Booker during filming. Booker's bridesmaid Madeline also confirmed these claims in the last episode of So Dramatic. Go back and listen to her spill all the tea about Brett if you haven't already. That is episode 58. It is a super explosive interview. Bow down to Booker and her queens. Now, since the explosive tea in that episode dropped, a friend of Brett's actually got in touch with me to back up the claims. Bear with me because this message was longer than the New Testament. They said, hey, uh, anonymous, please just listen to your most recent podcast and can confirm the Brett stuff. I had an encounter with him during filming and during the very short conversation he had with me, he made flippant sexist remarks. Ugh. I was pretty disappointed with the editing and how they made him out to be such a cool, unique, pick me guy. He was talking to a group of guys and there were two women present, including myself. 
And he laughed and said, oh, we better change the topic. The girls look pretty bored. Brackets. They were talking about video games. And I said, do you say that because we're women? And he said, brackets, in a very patronizing tone. Well, yeah, I mean, girls don't like sport or games. And then he laughed. Context also, he didn't know any of these people and it was the first time talking to any of us. He made no effort to even converse with myself or the other woman at the table. He just seemed intent on being a bro. Transparently, it was a long day and I was a couple of champagnes deep. Feels... I can relate to that. Um, So I could have just taken it the wrong way, but my first and only lasting impression of him is that he's a dick and he thinks he's special because he has facial hair. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm I'm quite happy him and Booker didn't last. Gosh, we are really spoilt for choice for biggest misogynist this season. Way too many to simply choose a favorite. So we all fell in love with the lovable, goofy nerd Patrick at the very start of the season. However, multiple sources have claimed that Patrick is actually hamming up his geeky persona on the show. A friend of Patrick's told So Dramatic, Patrick is not a nerd in real life at all. He's pretty much acting from what I've seen of him on the show. Also, unsure why he said he had trouble getting attention from the opposite sex, he doesn't and he's had heaps of experience in relationships. He's had so many girlfriends. A second person who knows Patrick told So Dramatic, my friend is part owner of the gym Patrick works at and reckons he's never had a problem with the ladies and that he's putting on a massive act with this whole sweet and innocent thing. Wow. If Patrick is even deceiving us, like what hope do we have? I give up on this show and men in general. I think I'm going to have to join a convent and become a nun after this season. There's nothing like watching Married at First Sight to make you happy you're single. Oh my god, oh my god. Let's talk about Bryce again. He has denied that he went on the show for fame, but a number of people close to him have claimed otherwise. The first person dished some serious tea on Bryce's motives for signing up for Married at First Sight and said, Bryce honestly thought that he was going to become so successful and famous off this show. He thinks he's going to be this big celebrity. I have seen screenshots of conversations where he has admitted that he's not going on the show for love and he's doing it purely for fame and to elevate his career. A second person who knows Bryce claimed that he's been dying to be famous for years. They said he has been studying celebrities for years as well. He's worked out what it takes to get more headlines and airtime and he realized that was by becoming the show's biggest villain. He will stop at nothing to get famous even if it costs him his reputation. He's purposely generating bad headlines and press. He knows exactly what he's doing. He actually told me he wants to be the male version of Kim Kardashian of Australia and dreams of having his own reality TV spin-off show. I can't. I cannot. The audacity, the boldness, like the lack of self-awareness. Just wow. Bryce. Bryce, 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 Bryce. Newsflash. No one likes you on this show. No one in Australia, in the whole entire country, likes you. What on earth makes you think that we would want an entire show just of you? I cannot with this guy. Now, not only that, Bryce has been telling friends that he is loving all of the bad publicity he's been receiving. They said, 
Bryce is telling people it's all part of his master plan. Friends contacted him concerned when all of the bad stories started flowing and he said to them, no, I'm fine. I planned this. I want to make everyone hate me so much so I get the most attention and airtime out of everyone and then after the show, I'm going to redeem myself. I'm planning a much bigger timeline after Married at First Sight. He then confirmed that he isn't worried, depressed or upset at how he's being portrayed as the bad guy. Bryce, Bryce, honey, you should be worried, very worried. Oh my God, oh my God. In my time on this season, working on this season, I have already received so much tea from Bryce's colleagues, even though they were blacklisted from So Dramatic and told to unfollow and never speak to me and cut all ties and association, I've still managed to find a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. And now I have even more tea on Bryce from his colleagues. Bryce's kettle is like the Alice in Wonderland of kettles. The tea just does not stop pouring out. This time the tea is from a former work rival who revealed to So Dramatic, I worked in the opposing radio gig alongside this guy a few years back. There is no end to his narcissistic ways. The lies and the shit he would say to make us look bad was unbelievable. He is such a bad egg. I would get information from locals who would tell me what Bryce was saying, all sorts of nasty things about me and my co-host that weren't true just to stop businesses from advertising with us. I didn't get involved or play his game because it was so obvious to everyone how greedy and pathetic he was. Yikes. Do not fight amongst yourselves. Please come to me. So will you confirm or deny? At least you're honest with me. So exclusive. Guys, buckle up. I'm going to use this segment to blow your brains out because producers have totally played us. We have all fallen for the tricks of those crack smoking producers. Even me. I'm truly and utterly ashamed and embarrassed to admit it. Take my crown off me now. I'm honestly going to exile myself to California with Megan and Harry. I do not deserve this podcast. I don't deserve any of you. I'm so embarrassed. I'll make it up to you guys. I promise. Anyway, we have had the wool pulled over our eyes with intruders, Jamie and Chris, and I'm going to explain to you guys why. And I was just as shook as you're all about to be. So this week, Australia fell absolutely head over heels in love with Chris. We thought, finally, a decent guy on this godforsaken show, myself included. However, this week, upon further investigation, I was shocked when some information about the contrary landed on my desk from a source close to Jamie. According to this source, which I've also backed up with multiple other people, Chris was actually really aggressive to Jamie during filming. However, we are not being shown any of it. We've only been shown the snippets where she's responding to his treatment of her and that is why she's come off looking like such a B-I-T-C-H. The friend of Jamie's tells So Dramatic, Jamie was constantly crying and upset several times during filming because Chris was being aggressive and intimidating to her. He couldn't manage his emotions and would have outbursts of anger. Now, on a previous episode of So Dramatic, I actually did reveal that Chris was going around telling people that Jamie was crazy and that they didn't last on the show. Now, what have I said before about guys who call women crazy? They are gaslighting assholes who usually have treated a woman really bad in order for her to act crazy. I should have known. The signs were there. I should have seen this red flag a mile away. Ugh, how dare I? 
Anyway, the close friend of Jamie's went on to explain that on the honeymoon, Chris yelled right in her face over something super trivial, saying something like he'd been controlled in relationships before and don't you ever fucking speak to me like that again before slamming the door in her face and walking out. Her friend said that Jamie was terrified and broke down crying to the producers, but her complaints fell on deaf ears. When Jamie tried to talk to Chris about it on camera, he accused her of picking on him. They're only showing one side and painting Chris in a very positive light. He would act one way on camera and another way off camera. Before the commitment ceremony, Chris told Jamie he was sorry for how he had spoken to her and told her that he wanted to stay on the show so he could right his wrongs and that producers had suggested for him to say she was picking on him. Now, I've got an inkling slash insider information about why producers may have chosen to cover up Chris's shitty behavior and portray him in a favorable light and Jamie in a not so favorable light. According to one onset source, producers were desperate to get Chris on the show and his original bride actually pulled out at the last minute and then they found Jamie as a last minute resort on Instagram. They said they always had an agenda to have Chris on the show because he's hot. True. Producers didn't want to put him as an aggressive, intimidating man because all of the other guys on the show were already like that. True. And they didn't have any nice ones on there. True. So they had to betray Chris in a way. So poor Jamie got made to look like a bitch by default. Wow. Explosive. So this week, Jamie and Chris left the show after Chris said he'd had enough of Jamie being such a bitch to him and he stormed out. But not all was as it seems during that incident either. Jamie was actually the one who wanted to leave, not Chris. So that morning, Jamie actually pulled Chris aside to discuss the reality of their differences and taking some pressure off to see if they could find a spark. Chris lost his shit and started yelling at Jamie. It was so bad that all of the contestants in the adjacent rooms could hear it, even as far as down the hallway. He was screaming the house down, they said. Now, I've asked a number of contestants who have confirmed that, yes, they could hear Chris yelling at Jamie. One of them explains to So Dramatic, Chris got such a good edit. He was nothing like he's being portrayed in real life. We could all hear Chris yelling at the top of his lungs at Jamie the day that they left the show. I was shocked when they portrayed Jamie as the villain because it wasn't like that at all. Chris was really aggressive and legit screaming at her, like going off his head at her in the apartment that day. I could hear it from all the way down the corridor. They didn't show any of it. Hearing this, I was honestly mind blown. So mind blown, in fact, that I actually went back and rewatched their final episode. And knowing this and watching it back, I could just see that she looked like a deer in headlights. When he confronted her, she was totally not on the same page as him. She had no idea what he was talking about. The signs were all there. Go back and watch the episode with this new insight. I'm telling you, you will have a completely different perception of what went on. So basically, we were all too busy looking at Chris and his good looks to notice poor Jamie struggling in the corner. Shame on us. Another contestant dished more tea to So Dramatic about Chris saying, Chris was straight up acting the whole time. It is so embarrassing to watch. As soon as the cameras weren't rolling, he was a completely different person. All Chris spoke about was his rock hard abs and how good his body was. There was nothing behind the facade. No one really liked him or had anything in common with him but all of the contestants really liked Jamie and said that she was really kind and nothing like the bitch they've made her out to be. Oh, if that is true, 
poor Jamie. I feel so bad for the tweets that I did about Jamie at the time. Now, Jamie's caption on Instagram also hints at some of these things and kind of backs up what I've been told. And looking back at the caption, it does appear to have been written in a very cryptic manner. Let me read out the caption now. She says, what a showdown. Masking my own truth and being held accountable for someone else's insecurities has been utterly exhausting. I'm grateful that the experience has taught me to trust my gut, stand up for myself and put my own needs at the forefront. Whilst I didn't meet my perfect man, because that doesn't exist, I have more clarity on what I do and don't need in my life. I'm ready for a real and genuine man that is ready for a mature relationship. Here's to hoping I'll meet the one someday soon. I want to thank those people that brought light to my days and made me smile. Might catch you at the reunion. Now reading that, I'm honestly like, how did I not see this? Something was not adding up and now I understand why. And honestly, I don't know if someone like Jamie, who seems pretty switched on, I don't know if she would be so blatantly nasty like that to someone, especially in such a short space of time. Because according to one contestant, they were actually only filming for little over one week. So you know how these shows get produced. I really don't know if someone like that would be as dumb to treat someone so badly straight off the bat. And we know that Married at First Sight has a very good track record of making bad men look good, I guess, except for Bryce. No amount of editing or producing can save him. Now, as I was going to record this, thank God this came in at the time it did because I've just received news that Chris has been charged with trafficking a dangerous drug. So according to Sunshine Coast Daily, it says, Married at First Sight fan favorite Chris Jensen was granted Supreme Court bail after being charged with trafficking a dangerous drug. Let me read out some of the story. It says, A Married at First Sight star who features in a social media campaign to become the next Bachelor has been charged with drug trafficking. Christopher Mark Jensen, 32, was due to appear in the Brisbane Supreme Court on Wednesday for a mention. Mr. Jensen faces one count of trafficking dangerous drugs, serious organized crime, and was previously granted Supreme Court bail. The matter has been adjourned to April 23. Described as a self-confessed romantic, Mr. Jensen quickly became a fan favorite of this year's Married at First Sight, despite having one of the shortest marriages in the show's history. However, before finding fame, the down-to-earth fly-in, fly-out worker and father of two was arrested and charged with trafficking. His matters are still before the court. Blah, blah, blah. So it seems like Chris really isn't the guy that we've been led to believe that he is. Watch this space. This is bad behavior. Everybody calm down. It's the case for the FBI. So scandalous. Detective Megapus on the case again this week. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a rundown about what we can expect to see next week on screens because it is so explosive. I cannot even get my head around it. So let's get straight into it. Next week, exciting news. There is another Married at First Sight first coming to our screens. There is going to be a couple's retreat. Yes, all of the couples will be going on a holiday together. And we all know that a lot of shit happens on weekends away. And what happens at band camp doesn't always stay at band camp. Praise be for us. 
So producers introduced this couple's retreat basically because they were running out of shit for the contestants to do during COVID. Now, there's quite a few dramas that go down during this weekend away. If you're up the back of the classroom, sit up and pay attention. This is a very important part of the syllabus this semester. It is like sitting through an entire semester of science theory and then finally getting to do a practical experiment. So let's blow some shit up. The first drama is with Booker and Brett. I went into quite a bit of detail about their relationship in the last few episodes, the demise of their relationship, I should say, especially the last episode with her bridesmaid, Maddie. Now, Booker had had enough of Brett by this stage, and actually at the commitment ceremony this Sunday, Booker writes leave and Brett writes stay. So to get you up to speed, by the retreat, they're basically on the rocks. Well, they're on the rocks. Very rocky terrain for these two Mount Everest vibes. So much so that at the retreat, Booker actually stays in a room with Alana. So lots of drama between Booker and Brett at this retreat, including another huge blow up between them. I think Patrick's involved as well. And I'm told that it's even more explosive than the dinner party argument we just saw. Then after the retreat at the next commitment ceremony, they both write leave and they're off the show. Sad face emoji. Now we have seen a huge fight between all of the boys heavily promoted already. Lots of you are writing in asking me where the hell this fight happens because it doesn't look like the usual dinner party setting. And you're right, it's not. This was also on the retreat. So we saw Bryce yelling out, you're fake. And he's referring to Jake, Jake the super spreader snake. So these two get into a huge argument and things get so heated between them that it almost gets physical. Patrick has to step in and break them apart before the producers have to step in as well and hold everyone back off each other. One contestant who was there dishes. There is a big fight with all the grooms, mainly between Bryce and Jake at the dinner table when everything that had been brewing up until this point between Bryce and pretty much everyone else comes to a head. Then outside when everyone was having drinks after... Bryce was pissed off and fired up and went up to Jake and was being really aggressive. Bryce then tried to shake his hand, but in a sort of rude, sarcastic way. And Bryce said to Jake, congratulations on being the king of the show. Things then almost get physical between them. And that's when everyone stepped in to break it up. Now, that's not even the worst part. The physical altercation is nothing compared to what comes next. Bryce then makes a beeline for Beck and does something extremely disturbing. The contestant continues, Bryce then went up to Beck, who was sitting with the girls and tried to grab her and kiss her and said, oh, sorry, Beck. But he was again being really sarcastic and grabbed Beck and he was trying to sarcastically get a kiss off her and Beck was pulling away. Beck got upset because it was quite aggressive and he had been quite aggressive to her all night because he was pissed off with her and everyone else. So Beck starts crying and she's yelling out, why did you touch me? Then there was this big deal made about Bryce assaulting her and grabbing her inappropriately. Oh my God. I've said it once and I'll say it again. The lion, the witch and the audacity of this bitch. This season of Married at First Sight is basically a microcosm of the Me Too movement. I cannot believe this is allowed to air. My nickname for Bryce in my phone is officially do not answer. Not that I have his number, not that I want his number and not that I ever will put it in my phone, but still. Now a second contestant has given their version of events about what goes down next week. They said at the dinner party, Bryce called Melissa his queen. At the retreat, they claim a separate house away from the rest of the group and they call it their palace. 
Bryce then announces Beck and Jake as the king and queen of the experiment. I think he was jealous that he wasn't the king. He tries to shake Jake's hand, but Jake shakes him off. Taylor Swift style, it seems. Shake it up, shake it off. Then he goes over to Beck, who is sitting down, grabs her arm. She tries to push him off her, and then he tries to kiss her. Beck freaks out, then everyone went wild. Jake tried to fight him. The whole cast turned on Bryce after that. Beck was so upset and so scared, she actually tried to call the police. But producers got wind of it and wouldn't let her. She was begging them, but they threatened her with a bad edit if she dared to contact them. So instead, she started begging producers to kick Bryce off the show. Everyone felt so unsafe by this point. My God. If we ever need an argument that toxic masculinity is both rife and encouraged in Australian pop culture, this show is it. Bryce is the definition of a feral pig. But wait, it gets even worse. Beck then was so upset she was being consoled by producers. They had to walk her inside and then 30 minutes later, Bryce saw Beck and started yelling out more nonsense to her, literally after he just tried to physically assault her. Oh my God, seriously. After the national disgrace that we saw in parliament this week, I'm not even shocked that we're watching women being treated like fucking garbage on TV for entertainment. My God. I honestly have not seen someone behave this badly since. Osher Ginsburg was called Andrew G. It is truly mind-blowing. Luckily, Bryce didn't come here to make any friends because he's definitely not making any. Oh, and apparently, hostage wife Melissa has Bryce's back during this whole fucked up drama. But I mean, no surprises there. At this stage, Melissa would literally hide a body for Bryce and it's truly disturbing to see. He's a dangerous man. He needs to have like beware written on his forehead, tattooed on his forehead. (sighs) Bryce is honestly an amalgamation of every single red flag me and my girlfriends talk about when we meet men. He is so dysfunctional. He makes me want to reconsider if I even really need therapy. Now, that is not all that happens this week. It is truly an explosive week of Married at First Sight. This week, Bryce also claims that Beck bullied and slut-shamed hostage wife Melissa because she wouldn't leave him. One contestant dishes to So Dramatic, Melissa had confided to the other girls that she was scared of Bryce, scared to voice her opinions to him, and scared he was going to leave her. She said she felt like she wasn't good enough for him. Beck's letter to Melissa was actually not as it was shown either. Her letter was mainly telling her that she is good enough and that she's too good for Bryce and she should leave. Beck called her desperate to Jake and it got back to Melissa. So when Beck and Bryce were arguing, Melissa yelled it across the room. Melissa said that Jake had told her. So then Beck went and asked Jake in front of everyone as she stormed out of the room after Bryce and he said, yeah, remember when they asked you to describe all of the brides? Then Beck was like, what the fuck? Beck then said, bring Melissa back into the room. Let me clear this up with her. That's not what I said. But Melissa refused to come back. So apparently what happened was Beck had said that Melissa was desperate to be there. But apparently Beck hadn't meant it in a bad way. It was taken way out of context. And what she really meant was Melissa was desperate to find the one and desperate to be loved. So after this, Bryce convinces Melissa. He gets in her ear and says that Beck was bullying her. And she believes him, even though Jake had apologized to Melissa and tried to explain to her that she'd taken it way out of context and taken it the wrong way. Melissa is genuinely terrified to lose Bryce. And it's honestly becoming a little bit hard to watch. Like, when does it stop being classified as lighthearted entertainment and start being called for what it is, a horror story? 
Now, the Beck slash Bryce slash Jake slash Melissa drama continues well into this week. In fact, it heats up to Fahrenheit levels of drama. Bryce then goes and tells Melissa that Beck and some of the other girls were slut-shaming her to deflect from his bad behaviour. Bryce spreads this rumour around and tells everyone that it happened to take the heat off his own behaviour. But according to one contestant, it didn't actually happen. They said, This slut-shaming incident won't be shown because there is nothing to it. If there were, producers wouldn't miss something like that. But Bryce knows what's coming in future episodes for him. So this is just his way of trying to take Beck down before he goes down. Now, that is not all from Bryce next week. He drops a huge bombshell at the commitment ceremony on Sunday night. Drum roll, please. Bryce writes leave. Even after knowing that Melissa is petrified of him leaving her, he still writes leave. Yes, guys, what a feral pig. One contestant attempts to explain this madness to me, saying, Bryce threatens to leave the experiment. He writes leave, but only because he knew that Melissa would write stay. It was a fake threat. It made absolutely no sense to anyone else. Everyone was so confused because he wanted to stay and he knew Melissa was staying, so what's the point? His ego became so big, he just completely lost his mind. He wasn't used to not being in control of the situation. He knew how much Beck cared and worried about Melissa, and he was upset that Melissa had confided in Beck about being scared that he would leave her. So he writes leave, knowing that it will upset Melissa and cause tension between her and Beck, and it was sort of a punishment for Melissa even talking to Beck in the first place. Oh my god. This is like textbook abuse. I cannot even... They go on, Melissa then became even closer to Bryce and distanced herself from the group after that as she was worried what Bryce would do next time if she continued being friendly with everyone when he didn't want her to be. He knows if someone writes stay, they both have to stay, so he writes leave. He wanted to shoot Beck with his pistol, he said, so his approach was to shoot his wife in the head through her to Beck. (laughs) My God. Beck describes it as a human shield at the commitment ceremony. Beck then confronts Bryce again and says to him that once again, he's treating his wife, Melissa, like shit. Beck says, last week, we literally talked about how Melissa is scared you're going to leave her and then you write leave. What the hell, dude? Bryce's selfish behavior truly knows no bounds. Even his own mother told Melissa to leave him this week. I am so scared for Melissa. It's like she's living as a prisoner in Kim Jong-un's palace. I wish this show was a democracy so we could literally vote Bryce out and save Melissa. At this point, it's Bryce's world and we're just living in it. Well, that's what he likes us to think anyway. I am so depressed after that tea. I mean, the good thing about this season of Married at First Sight is I never want to have sex again. I am on my way to becoming the next Mel Lucarelli. Seriously. Warning. Oh my God. Okay, let's focus. That's all the tea I've got for you guys today. You know the drill. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars only, of course. We have still not drowned out the haters who are continuing to leave horrible one-star reviews that I do not deserve. Come on. I will not rest until I have a perfect report card. Guys, please leave me a five-star review. I know I said I didn't care about the reviews, but I really do. Share the episode on social media or with friends because I am now banned on Facebook, shadow banned on Instagram, so I have truly no means of getting the tea out to the masses. So please, please, please share it away. Share it with your friends. Share it with your loved ones. Share it with your Tinder fucks that don't exist, according to Bryce. Um, 
If you want daily gossip updates, follow me on my shadow band Instagram account at so dramatic podcast underscore. If you want sassy banter during Married at First Sight, follow me on Twitter at so dramatic pod, the only platform I'm currently not banned on. And if you want to join our episode chat thread, that is in Facebook groups at So Dramatic Podcast Community. We hit 7,000 members this week. So huge. We have such a great community now. and It is honestly the best. I love everyone in there. You're all sassy little queens. And for everything else, head to SoDramaticMedia.com. Grab some merch. We're still having our 40% off sale to celebrate reaching 1 million downloads. That is ending at the end of the month. So get in quick. Not long to go. Don't forget to use the code 1 million at checkout. Out. and drama army please keep sending in your tips spotted receipts all of that you are doing god's work oh guys exciting news actually before we go i have been nominated for the bt 30 under 30 awards which is just so mind-blowing because i never win anything i never get any industry recognition i'm literally like the laughing stock of the industry so please make me the Tom Gleason of the BT Awards and vote for me. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes. I've also got one on Instagram. So please, please vote for me. It will be so funny if I win. I don't think I've won anything since literally the under 16s netball grand final. So I will be forever grateful. Thank you for listening to another episode of So Dramatic. I will be back in your ears on Tuesday. I've got another huge explosive interview planned for you guys. I cannot wait for you guys to hear that. Goodbye, good riddance and good luck. Ciao for now. Kind regards. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. So dramatic with Megan Pacetto.